Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet's Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. This episode with executives from MasterCard and Greenlight on building trust and marketing to Gen Z is part of a special podcast series where we explore the fascinating Gen Z deeper, their relationships with money, how they like to save, spend, and borrow, their fears and aspirations around money, and their connections to social issues. Tearsheet thanks our sponsor, Publicis Sapient, for their support. Read more and download customer research about Gen Z and financial services at steezlife.co. That's S-T-E-E-Z-L-I-F-E dot C-O. And for this episode, I'm joined by MasterCard's Sherry Hammond and Greenlight's Matt Wolf. We'll put some thought to qualify and quantify the opportunity to better serve the younger generation and how both firms are positioned to do so. We'll chat about why Gen Z is an important generation and how Greenlight and MasterCard embed this generation into their design and experiences. Financial education and trust building are particularly important to establish and win over Gen Z. We'll explore those things too. Here's my conversation with Matt Wolf and Sherry Hammond. So, hi, I'm Sherry Hammond. I lead global digital partnerships at MasterCard. My team works with all kinds of digital partners, large and small, to create the future of commerce. Thank you and welcome. Matt, who are you and what do you do? Sure. Uh, Matt Wolf, uh, I lead uh, partnerships and new business development here at Greenlight. Um, Greenlight's a, a family finance company that offers a family digital wallet, a, a debit card for kids that we partner with MasterCard on, and a, a gamified financial education experience that provides parents, caregivers, convenience, peace of mind uh, with sharing money with their children, uh, while also teaching smart financial habits that uh, you know will benefit Gen Z, Gen Alpha for the rest of their life. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Obviously, you guys are partners. You do work together. You've collaborated. Very different types of institutions. Um, Matt, let's let's start with you. I mean, since Greenlight is 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 built for families and for Gen Z, I'm curious if you could share specific examples of how Greenlight's approach uh, aligns with Gen Z's financial habits and aspirations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and everything we do, you know, has has that uh, that customer in mind. But you know, not not surprisingly, you guys, you know, the younger generations expect a, a mobile banking experience that's seamless to use. It's authentic and and it's engaging. Um, it's expected that there'll be close to forty three million Gen Zers uh, that'll be using mobile banking by by twenty twenty five. So there's a, a we we view there's a massive opportunity to better serve these young Agreed. people. At, uh, at Greenlight, we've actually started to build really deeper partnerships with banks and credit unions, um, in addition to being able to offer Greenlight directly uh, to, the, to the Gen Z and, and their parent themselves, because you know, these financial institutions recognize that creating compelling mobile experience, experiences isn't really necessarily a core capability of theirs. Uh, so our solution for banks aims to help that FI really better serve that next generation through what is a, a really mobile first um, banking and education experience. Around education, um, you know, financial education is very important uh, and something 93% of teams, uh, teens believe they, they need to achieve uh, in order to get to their life goals. And almost 100% of parents, not surprisingly, agree. Um, we also find financial education is the number one life skill that parents don't feel equipped to teach their children. And, and schools really aren't helping. Uh, still, only 23 states require uh, personal finance course for students. And 
teens on average score 64% on national uh, financial literacy tests. So like I said, everything we do at Greenlight is really, you know, to help that parent raise that financially smart kid. And, um, you know, to do that is we've devised, you know, devised our solution to be really comprehensive uh, with a full suite of financial services. So kids can earn, they can save, they can spend, they can give, they can in, invest and, and, and build credit. Um, you know, while, while also, like I mentioned earlier, really, really kind of giving them convenience and, and peace of mind, invest in class education. I think what's so interesting about this generation is that they recognize um, that they need this skill of financial education and building financial habits and that they're not getting it. It seems like a very self-aware um, generation. We're hearing that in, as part of this series. Sherry, I'd like to ask you, maybe to set the stage, can you tell us about MasterCard's approach to digital partnerships and, and how MasterCard's working with Greenlight? Sure, well, at a, I mean, taking a step back at a high level, like MasterCard is a company that um, that's really focused on powering economies and empowering people. That's actually our, our mission statement. Um, and something that, you know, from the very beginning of when we started working with fintechs, one of the things that kind of made it like a very obvious match, right? MasterCard and fintech go together. You know, we're known actually in the industry for our partnership approach. The reason that it's such a good fit is that we are mission aligned with a lot of these, you know, fintech partners, Greenlight being an awesome example. You know, everything that Matt talked about, you know, like empowering, you know, kids and teens with financial education, also, you know, empowering their parents, building access to credit. Um, like, these are all things that we are extremely committed to, that we've been, you know, we've been at this for many, many years, way before it was cool <laughs> to focus on ESG, you know, related activities. Um, we've been extremely focused. Initially, our focus was on financial inclusion, right? First outside the United States, but then later, obviously now um, a keen focus here as well. Um, and partnering with, you know, a, a company like Greenlight, where the values and kind of mission statement and who we're trying to serve is exactly aligned, it gives us really great opportunity. Like first, we get to really understand, you know, from partners like Matt, what they're seeing, what their customer needs. Like it helps create this amazing back and forth where we're understanding from our partners directly, because obviously we don't go direct to consumer, mm -hmm. right? We are a B2B to C company and we do that through partners. So we, we do have our own research, of course, as well, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but we really listen to our partners and understand what capabilities they need from us like for us to build, to power them. You know, like we, we also then provide obviously a network, right, of support, like no FinTech can, can do this alone. Um, you know, we have a lot, of, a lot of elements that are pretty critical, right, to their success. So it's a really nice back and forth. And together it creates like a flywheel of, you know, of, of goodness um, that we've really been able to, um, to, to grow and, you know, now it's flourishing, um, you know, over the years. Before we go further in our conversation, I wanted to call out that Publicis Sapiens Dave Donovan, EVP of Financial Services, has been banging the table on the need for banks to get serious about serving Gen Z. Dave means business and believes that banks face a huge threat here if they don't get it right. I spoke with him about how to connect with Gen Z and how banks can do it better. 
My name is David Donovan, and I'm an executive vice president with Publicis Sapient. I lead our financial services vertical in North America at Publicis. Why doesn't financial services in general get Gen Z? What, what, what's going on there? Well, I don't think that they've taken the time to really understand the demographic. And you know, Gen Z is a lot different from millennials, and it's a lot different from baby boomers. And I think banks have been comfortable thinking that they understand uh, a certain demographic that works for them. And Gen Z represents a much different demographic. For one, they've grown up with, you know, with technology, you know, they're, they're digital first. And for banks, banks have, have evolved into technology. It's not something that's a, a comfortable muscle memory, you know, muscle for them. But it is a very comfortable muscle for Gen Z in, in all aspects of their life. It sounds like what you're saying, Dave, is like you can't just do a marketing campaign and expect to reach Gen Z for a product that doesn't necessarily resonate with them. No, no. I mean, banks, they need to understand and connect in, with Gen Z in a much deeper way. And, you know, the best way to do that is through leveraging digital tools and through transparency and being authentic. One thing that Gen Z values more than anything is authenticity and banks. I'm not saying that they're not authentic, but they're not always transparent. <laughs> no, banks aren't necessarily known for that. And to do business with Gen Z, the way our institutions communicate will need to change. Our research shows that authenticity, even for brands, is really important for Gen Z. Financial institutions will have to walk their talk if they want to build rapport and trust with their youngest customers. I know we're recording audio, but you know, as as I'm sitting here just looking at the two of you, you guys aren't in the same location. But there's there's a comfort there's a comfort and a, a body language that feels like, hey, you guys really are partners. It feels like there's a familiarity there, which 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 I think speaks to the nature of this type of partnership. So, Sherry, I guess if we could double click on that, why is Gen Z an important audience for you guys at Mastercard? So, Gen Z is well, why are they important? They are the biggest, um, you know, by far the biggest generation, um, you know, and, you know, now coming up, they, they grew up in a very different time than all of the other, you know, generations that come before them. Um, they are digital native and social native. You know, they, they actually care a lot about what companies do. Um, you know, in, in research that we did actually over the summer, you know, we found that many Gen Zers would actually leave a brand, you know, or do leave brands when they're not happy with the contributions that that brand is making to society or how that company acts in society. This has always been something that we are very focused on. So we're, we're keenly aware of it, um, you know, and it's really important. You know, in addition, this generation, um, our research also showed, I think it was 74% of them didn't think that they would work in a traditional job when they grew up, or if they're already, you know, in the kind of older segment, you know, set of the, of the gen, um, of this generation, um, that, that they're not currently working in a regular job. And instead they are taking advantage of this digital upbringing to do things like participating from a young age in the creator economy or, you know, going on YouTube and learning about how to start a business and then going ahead and starting one. Um, even perhaps, you know, some college students doing kind of gig work 
um, you know, on the side. Like these are all areas that for the, the the past number of years, like we've also been very focused on small business entrepreneurship. I mean, for us, it's it's um it's an interesting thing to to see that this younger generation um, is just really focused on a very different definition, right? Of what of what a career could look like, of what fulfillment means, um, of what what passions they have, what they're allowed to have, which things are allowed to go together. Um, and it's it's a very it's a very important um, it's very important to us to kind of really make strong connections, you know, with with this segment across these different dimensions. And it's with partners like Greenlight that we're able to really get at it that way. I have a question, I think, for both of you, and maybe we'll kick it back over to Matt to start. Um, when you think about sort of the, the nuances and, and the um, what makes this generation unique, how do you guys embed that into your your design and, and, and product development cycles and, and how you design products and services for this 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 generation? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've we've really con continued over the years. Um, you know, to continue to really expand the suite of banking, education, and even safety products that we deliver, you know, to drive more value, you know, for, for Gen Z customers and exactly meet those evolving needs that I think, um, you know, you were, uh, you were referencing, Zach. Um, you know, a couple examples of that is in January, we launched uh, our first mobile um, financial education game called Level Up. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an inter I'm, you know, happy to go into detail, but it's a real quick, it's an interactive, really curriculum-based financial literacy game within our app. And um, it includes really fun and, and engaging videos, um, you know, animated videos, quizzes, and, and actually like mobile games that tie in questions around um, lessons that the, the kids have learned. We, we developed this curriculum uh, based on the national K through 12 standards, but broke it into these really kind of fun bite-sized um, levels that, uh, that kids, uh, you know, you know, teenagers, you know, are accustomed to, you know, consuming content. Um, we also uh, just last year launched uh, what we call Greenlight Infinity, uh, which is a, a higher tiered subscription plan, um, really designed to help parents power their teens' independence with not just finance features, but also safety features. So um, things like location sharing, SOS alerts, crash detection with automatic 911 um, dispatch. Um, these are probably type of things when I was in high school, I wouldn't have loved at, at first glance. Uh, you know, my parents been able to know where I was all the time. But at the same time, I think it, it makes parents feel like they can give more independence to their kids, which I certainly, you know, I certainly would have, uh, would have liked all the uh, all the way back then. Uh, last thing, you know, and, and it kind of goes to, you know, some things that I think that, that both you and, and Sherry had mentioned about kids just, you know, and this, this, you know, teenagers now and kids really being self-aware, uh, which, which I certainly was not uh, many years ago. And uh, part of that is like people see how important building credit is. Because uh, when you go to try to go buy your first car or, you know, you know rent your first apartment uh, and you need credit and you realize, wow, I don't, I don't have any, um, you know, it's really important. And that's something we heard, um, you know, in, in serving, you know, millions of kids that uh, that use our our product regularly. Um, so we we just launched with, you know, with uh, in partnerships with MasterCard, really an industry first credit builder 
for teens to, to help them build credit even before they're 18. Um, parents can, uh, you know, can add a teen, you know, a 14 year old as an authorized user to the Greenlight Family Cash uh, MasterCard uh, that we partner with MasterCard on, and they can actually start to build that credit and learn to really manage credit responsibility. That's interesting. Is that a secured credit card or does that use the credit of the yeah, parent? It's, it's, sort it's, of, it's, okay. Yeah, it's the credit. It, it uses the credit as the parent. They get mm -hmm. added as an authorized user. And as long as the, you know, the parent is maintaining and paying their, their bills, it can, it can help the child build, uh, build the credit as well. Um, you know, we, we don't focus on reporting any negative, anything negatively uh, mm -hmm. that may happen from the parent to apply the child, but they can uh, enjoy all the goodness that comes with the parent, you know, responsibly using, uh, using credit. Very interesting. Sherry, how about MasterCard? How do you, how does, how does Gen Z's um, uniqueness get <laughs> its way into, into your products? I mean, I get, it's back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Um, I mean, it's really through our through our partnerships. So obviously, as I mentioned, we we do all of our own research as well, right? But um, at the end of the day, like we don't we don't go off on our own and create products like in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. um, what we do is through constant engagement with our partners and then their their end user customers who are Mastercard cardholders, of course. Um, you know, together with research we do with panels that we have, et cetera. Um, we try to really get a good feel of what customer needs are in specific segments. I mean, in this case, you know, in, in Gen Z, we, we talked about, you know, what some of those kind of unique aspects are. Um, and then we work really closely with a partner like Greenlight to innovate on, you know, whatever the current stack is, whatever the current product is, you know, we, we sometimes do, you know, engagements with our data and services organization, or, you know, we have um, like idea spark sessions, you know, where we look at a value prop and we, you know, together figure out, um, you know, what, what could be next. You know, sometimes it's not that formal and it's more organic, but either way, like we're getting feedback from the market constantly, you know, about what the needs are for a segment like this, you know, and then, we build on stuff we've, you, hopefully we're building on some stuff we've already been doing. I, you know, I mentioned before products that we're innovating on, you know, in the area of entrepreneurship, small business, giving, you know, independent workers or entrepreneurs, creators, like tools to, um, you know, to, to build their business and succeed or enabling partners like, you know, Greenlight and their bank partner to use alternative data, right, to provide, you know, access to credit where it may not be so obvious that a thin file person, even a, a parent who's thin file potentially, um, you know, it may not be obvious why credit should be extended to that person. But if you look at things like alternative, you know, consumer consented financial data, you're able to, in a different way, um, you know, put together that credit history and then you know, the bank is in a, a better position potentially to, to extend credit. So like really understanding what the needs are and what the problem areas are, and then taking that back and working with our product teams to make sure that we're constantly developing new capabilities, um, you know, to, to meet those needs. It's interesting because it sounds like there's a certain level of fluidity between the information that you guys are generating internally, hearing from the market, talking to your partners, and that 
there's just just an ongoing sort of flow of information that that finds its way into products that are that are most impactful at a given time for a particular audience. That is exactly right. I mean, it's a it is a flywheel and maybe an overused analogy, but that's really what what it is. You know, like we it's really a, an awesome little engine that we have going with our partnerships being at the heart of that of that engine that really, you know, keeps it it going and we're constantly being challenged right by our partners and then their end user customers to help come up with what's next and make sure that we're um you know that we're just constantly bringing new innovation to the table that also kind of respects and and works well with the existing foundation that helps power the whole thing got it um, Matt, I want to go back to you and you mentioned the, the game that you launched earlier this year. Um, I want to talk about financial education in general and, and, and something you brought up in, in, in sort of one of the points you made early on, which was that, um, you know, schools aren't fulfilled. Are, they're sort of failing this generation and, and the generation recognizes that there's there's a gap. Um, how does Greenlight think about designing financial education programs that really work for this younger generation? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it won't it won't come as a surprise to anybody with kids and teens, but they're they're not going to sit down and read a dense personal finance book, um, and it can be really difficult to discern misinformation across social media. I, I saw a Qualtrics study recently that said over fifty percent of Gen Z turn to TikTok for investing advice. Yes, yeah, I've seen that too. Uh, wow. I saw, I saw it too. Me too. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and so I, I think well, without question- I did one of these, you know, like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And there, uh, you know, there really is a serious need for trusted educational content, you know, that will definitely resonate, um, you know, with these younger generations. So, you know, at Greenlight, our approach is um, to really just combine education with entertainment. You know, gamification is is massive. It has to be engaging, right? Or, or they won't yeah. pay attention. Uh -huh. Totally, right? So, like I mentioned, our, our financial literacy game called Level Up, uh, it, it really does translate what we think is a best-in-class curriculum that we created ourselves. We have a whole team of, uh, of certified financial educators that, that wrote this curriculum, and we have some partnerships that... Uh, you know, that helped uh, cement that uh, that material as well. But we break it really into that fun bite-sized challenges packed with videos, games, and animation. And it, it really is, uh, you know, the key is just finding a way to teach it in a fun and relatable way and really meeting young people where they are. I mean, we, we just, for instance, we completed a nationwide survey of working parents in Q1. 93% of parents said they actually think it should be their financial institution's responsibility to teach financial education to their kids. But only 16% of parents said uh, that their financial institution does that. Now, we, I think, you know, we, we know that every, every bank or credit union you talk to has some sort of financial education resource, but they don't, you know, for whatever reason, it's not resonating with the kids. It's not resonating with the parents. So, you know, in the terms of partnerships, we've built out this really comprehensive solution for, for banks and credit unions and, and many, you know, banks and credit unions that are also MasterCard partners, you know, have partnered with Greenlight, uh, you know, to really help them solve that and be able to provide Greenlight for free to their customers or members uh, to really kind of help, help fill that gap and really meet those kids where they're at in that mobile first experience. I was going to ask you that. that um, um, so in that green light for banks product, um, is the educational piece and the game also included in that? You're also syndicating yeah. that to their, to their 
platform? Yeah, so okay. so credit unions uh, like Community Financial Credit Union, um, or or you know down to Country Bank and Worcester Mass. Uh, that's also a Mastercard partner. Um, yeah, they they get the full suite of of Greenlight's uh, you know kind of core capabilities: our our family digital wallet, the debit cards, and the and the financial game. Um, you know, the ability to assign chores to to your kids, and then automate allowance. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, through, through this partnership and the, and the customer, uh, or member get it for free, which has been hugely powerful, uh, since we rolled that out earlier this year. Great. And when um, we look at, you know, please. I mean, when we look at, you know, how is it, how is it that Greenlight, you know, can be in this position to, um, you know, to be kind of have the right to, to play here, you know, 71% of this generation, you know, has responded to our surveys saying that they expect brands to understand them that they work with and that they, you know, 62% expect brands to empower them. I mean, this is like really core to empowerment, like teaching, you know, teaching kids and teens um, the basics about like how, how to navigate like finance as well. And by the way, even if it does come in the like through through the TikTok channel, you know, getting that information through a trusted brand—that's exactly what these what this generation, like what these kids and teens, are looking for. Um, and Greenlight is a brand that they trust, and and we also know that Mastercard is is a brand that they trust. So you know, put it together, you know, the information coming from kind of the joint Greenlight. Mastercard um, kind of powerhouse is it's it's a really trusted it's a trusted position to be kind of giving kids and teens this information from you know and then you know we also then see that then they go on to do great things with it you know later. That's a great point, Sherry. And I, I was thinking like you know if 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 Gen Z really is looking for brands to align themselves by and to trust. You know, a company like a Greenlight, which has said, hey, you know, we're not just a bank that does lots of different things. You know, we really, really devised a product that's focused on you guys. Um, that goes a long way and that has to go a long way. Um, I think that leads us to our last question. And, and so, you know, as we've spoken here and as I've seen the research as well, Gen Z tends to seek out the brands that align with their values. And as you said, Sherry, they're willing to walk away if that doesn't happen. Um, how do you guys both think of about working to connect with Gen Z on a deeper level that that builds this type of trust and builds this type of brand loyalty. Matt, maybe we'll, we'll start with you. Yeah, I, I think it really boils down to you know a couple of things. Are, are you solving a real problem for them? Because uh, if you're not, to your point, they might try something, but they're going to walk away. They'll see right through it. Yeah, yeah they, they totally yeah. do. Um, and are you can kind of continuing to provide more and more value? Are you continuing to innovate and and make uh, you know added uh, you know product features and enhancements you know that, that make it more valuable for them? Um, you know we uh, like we you know, like uh, you you guys both touched on. I mean we're we're just really focused. We've got 500 people at Greenlight that are only focused on on helping uh, parents and you know Gen Z and Gen Alpha uh, you know you know have more financial freedom and independence independence, but all within kind of a safe environment and, and, um, you know, with, with these, you know, kind of really valuable financial education, um, tools to, to help kind of provide that. And, and I know I said it uh, earlier in the, in the session, but I think it really comes down, um, you know, to, to continuing just to meet them, uh, you know, meet this generation where they are, 
Um, you know, I, I mentioned community uh, financial credit union in Michigan earlier, but like, you know, through this partnership we have them with Greenlight, you know, for banks and credit unions, you know, they've done a really cool job at creating social video posts on Instagram and TikTok with their with their CEO and her daughter, uh, who's a big Taylor Swift fan. And that was part of like the story that they were telling about how they use the Greenlight card and savings to spend up uh, for the, the small fortune it costs to go see the, the Eras tour this summer. Um, but, uh, but they do a great job using those social media mediums to promote that children and their members um, get green light for free as an example. And, and I think that's, you know, it's really powerful. Appreciate that. And Sherry, how about you? How, how does MasterCard think about creating this deep loyalty given your, your model? Yeah. So, you know, Zach, as you mentioned in the, in the question, this generation, you know, seeks out memorable experiences and um, wants that kind of immersive um all about them kind of, you know, uh, approach to things. Um, you know, MasterCard was the first company to come out and say that experiences matter more than things. You know, back then when we said that it was a big risk and, you know, now, now it seems so obvious to everyone. Um, you know, 78% of Gen Zers say that they're more likely to choose a brand if it exposes them to new sensations and experiences. And at MasterCard, we are all about that. You know, we've been evolving the priceless kind of platform um, to bring new experiences and also bring new products to market. We have, you know, we have sonic branding, we have sensory, um, you know, experiences that we create. You know, we even have, you know, recently, you know, introduced a touch card that helps people that are, um, that have sight limitations you know, be able to understand what products they're using and, and things like that. So, you know, for us, this generation is actually kind of the perfect generation, you know, for us to lean in with from, you know, a product and brand perspective, because it is the kind of wants, needs, desires in the way and the things that Gen Z kind of um, prioritizes are exactly the things that we've been prioritizing, you know, for, for many years. So leaning into that with this generation is a really exciting opportunity for us. Sherry, Matt, it's been great talking to you guys. This was a great conversation. Thanks for joining us on the Chairsheet podcast. Thanks so much for having us.